Take a look at what we got going today. We got the cargo net, then the tightrope walk, then into the free fall bag right in here, and then over to the elastic jungle. Look at these things. They're not for wrapping newspapers. And then up the wall climb right here, and then over into our pool to say hello to our resident mermaid here on Guts, Joe. Hi, Joe. But before they get to Joe, they got to hear the rules from Mo. Mo? Thank you, Michael. Silly. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew, and we have a friend here with us today, Brett. Say hello. hello. <laughs> um, so today, the show's going to be about uh, Guts versus uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, and which one's better based on a number of categories, and ultimately Brett's going to decide... So, uh, before we do that, though, we're going to address Chris's questions from last week. Uh, I want to know your, if you had to choose, out of the whole Nickelodeon pantheon, your best friend, your girlfriend, and your arch enemy. Do we want to share Chris... So Chris shared his picks with us. Do we want yeah. To share oh yeah, we should probably start with Chris's. So Chris's best friend was Goo, from My Brother <laughs> and Me. Uh, Classic. Good choice, I think. <laughs> Do we want to address all our best, like, stick with best Just, friends and okay. go through? Yeah, we can go around. Okay. Who did you have for? Best um, I had Skeeter from Doug. Not uh, a bad choice. He's <laughs> about as loyal as you can get. Yeah, I liked him. Just. Uh, yeah, just a great best friend character. I don't know. Yeah. What more I can say. He's <laughs> <laughs> always sticking by Doug. And even when Doug was kind of a jerk, that um, one episode where Skeeter got really smart, oh, uh, yeah. Skeeter <laughs> stuck by him. So that was good. good. I, I don't know. Good Skeeter. friend. Good friend. Friend? Uh, I'd have to go with Keenan from Keenan and mm. Kel. Uh, I feel like good. he is the ultimate friend, always down for whatever and usually coming up with some really good plans. Yeah, Keenan's very. Ch- I felt like as a kid, I could really relate to Keenan. He was very chill, dealing with Kel's stupidity. Yeah, yeah, D- definitely more of a Keenan than a Kel. I <laughs> well, I mean, plus he was always scheming something. You know, you know, you'd, you'd never be bored with Keenan being your <laughs> best friend. True. Okay. I, I went with Telly from Salute Your Shorts. Mm. She's just real cool. She liked playing baseball. She liked playing basketball. She was pretty much down for anything except for going to the ball. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Telly would be my best friend. That's a good one. Um, I think probably my favorite of the friends of the girls on Salute Shorts. Telly? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, ZZ, there's too much baggage there. She's too (laughs) caught up on the environment. Uh, Dina's, you know, self-obsessed. Yeah. Um, yeah, Telly's, Telly's it. Okay. Well, for Chris's girlfriend, he went with Dina. Which, uh, high, know, maintenance. I, high yeah, maintenance. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's rough. I understand <laughs> it, like, at the time, from oh, sure. from that time period. Oh, sure. Uh, but that's a difficult, oh, yeah. difficult pick. Agreed. Um, I went with Ellen Josephine Hickel. Um, oh, man, that's a good She's one. really the every girlfriend, <laughs> if you will. You know? The, the girl next The most door. relatable of all... The realest of all the girlfriend characters, I feel. But she didn't seem very interested, like, in a relationship with Pete. 
I think she would be... I think she was. Yeah. But one thing I like about her is that I think she's generally kind of smarter than Pete. And oh, yeah. I just kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, smart girl. Yeah, I like... Um, well, going from someone who was real, I decided on someone who was obviously not real. <laughs> uh, I kind of struggled this one because I had to think back to being a kid, and now that I'm an adult, it's kind of weird to think about dating yeah. uh, a child, but ultimately... <laughs> well, they're an adult now. No, I know. So then I also debated, like, oh, am I dating them now? Yeah. Uh, all that aside, ultimately, Alex Mack would have to be... Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. The choice. That was, that was close for me, actually. Yeah. I, Alex Mack was an awesome <laughs> pick, so I mean, we're, oh, we're, wow. we're gonna have to wow. fight over. Oh, uh, I, I don't think Alex Mack would want either of us, but I mean, she's a shapeshift. I, I was thinking about like shape shifting. She could get herself into events for free, you know, buy one ticket. Oh man, uh, she's a cheap date. Um, I actually look. I looked her up to see what she was doing as a creep would do. So I went to her Wikipedia and I looked at her personal life, and I found this very sad entry, which says in January 2013, according to TMZ. Olenek, which is her real name, was granted a restraining order against one of her fans, who she claims was so obsessed he changed his last name to hers, as well as leaving gifts for her at her mother's apartment. Mm. So we probably shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> so she's, she's had her fair share of Alex Mack fans, and um, this is all hypothetical. Yeah, I don't really want to date the actor, I just want to date <laughs> I mean, Alex Mack was really cool. Alex Mack, yeah. Yeah. the character. Yeah. She was definitely cool. Definitely. All right, and what was the last okay. one? Okay, last one. Chris, Chris's arch enemy is <laughs> Gary from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, interesting choice. <laughs> I, 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 can you figure out why? Or I don't really know. Maybe just to pick something weird. It's my only guess. I, you know, no I Chris, I can see what... he would hate him a lot. Chris seems to hate that Gary nerdy, maybe smug. Yeah, a little smug is probably a good word. Gary always walking in like he owns the place. Everybody else is so beneath him. I could see it. I, I mean, of course, yeah, Chris right. wouldn't pick anyone who's actually an evil human being. Yeah. You'd find the one small person. All right. Uh, I picked Budnick. Yeah. Uh, Danny Cooksey. Yeah, I think he kind of really embodied the bully. Yeah. Or if you, you know. Um, pretty close was Roger Klotz, but yeah. uh, but ultimately Budnick just really. I think there was more redeeming <clears throat> qualities to Roger. Yeah. Than well, Budnick. no, I think Budnick has redeeming qualities, but he's just such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get over it. Um, this was another one that I struggled with uh, because every evil or bad character always has that one episode or two episodes yeah. where it's like, oh, I feel bad for him. <laughs> um, but I chose Roger yeah. uh, because in the ABC version of Doug, he gets really rich and just forgets about all that <laughs> yeah. sad, sappy yeah. stuff that happened to him on Nickelodeon. So, you know. Yeah. That's a good point. The character really changes. Uh, for my villain, or for no, for my enemy, I doubled up on Alex Mack. And I Whoa. went with Vince, uh, <laughs> the guy who was trying to track down the kid who was involved in the toxic spill. Vince, if you don't remember him, has a bleach blonde buzz cut. Uh, the narrowest face you've ever seen, and he is just obsessed with finding Alex. Actually, I found out the, the character's full name is Vince Carter, which is a very famous basketball player, but at the time I didn't know that. Um, so Vince Carter would be my enemy. He is just... Way too over the top. 
That's really good, I think. Uh, he's <laughs> one of the most memorable parts about the whole show, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, wa- I went back and I watched a clip, and I did not realize at the time, but he had a New York accent. Nobody else <laughs> in the show has a like a Brooklyn accent, but Vince is clearly far away from home. <laughs> uh, so, great. Cool. Well, well, thank you to Chris for the great suggestion, a nice icebreaker here, but it's time to get... Get down to business. Oh, yeah. So it's Guts versus Legends of the Hidden Temple. Um, I'm taking on Guts. I'm taking on Legends of the Hidden Tem- Temple. <laughs> Let's hear the jingle. Gonna put it to the test. Gonna put it to the test. All right, All so, right. So, so starting with, we're conceding something. Yeah. Something yeah. we clearly know is better about the other show that we're not going to waste our time mm-hmm. with. So what is so yours? So right off the bat, mine is the uniforms and the kind of overall aesthetic. Right. Um, not that I don't like the Guts uniforms, but, <laughs> you know, the, uh, on Legends, them all getting the, um, animals along with the color just yeah, kind of elevated the color, it the team name. <laughs> really memorable i mean does anyone even really remember the guts uniforms yeah, yeah. i mean them just, just saying guts yeah um, i'm one thing I, before i knew you were going to concede i mean the fact that there's only three colors on guts and one of them's purple is um unforgivable yeah that's an odd choice yeah well, um i also just think the set in general like guts is Sports themed, mm-hmm. kind of like an indoor arena or something. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Legends is. Did you have a favorite? Gut, uh, I'm sorry, uh, favorite Legends team? Did you have your team? Um, there's not a team that I would pick every time. Probably mm-hmm. in my mind, the uh, Blue Barracudas. Is it? Blue Bar- yeah, Blue Barracudas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's probably my favorite. Mostly color. Brett, Brett. I was more of a purple parrots fan oh, myself. Wow, that's, that's the one I always forget. That really just stems from my general love of the color purple, <laughs> uh, not the book or movie. <laughs> All right, uh, I do know that Kirk Fogg, the host of Legends, his favorite team was the Silver Snakes. Just mm. as a little trivia fact. I feel like that's the obvious one to kind of go with, but whatever. All right, <laughs> give it to okay. Him. So Andrew's conceding uniforms. Yeah. I think I think that's a good concession. <clears throat> I, because I've dug myself into a hole after last week's episode of favorite theme songs, mm. uh, I'm conceding the theme song to yeah, the show. That's a good so, call. Guts, the Do You Have It, which is the official name of the song, Do You Have It. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I guess you're looking at the 19th letter. That's by Rick Wachowski. His, it's, it's a masterpiece of, <laughs> of television, so I'm not going to fight it. I do really like the Legends song, but it's just not distinct enough. It's it's really not much. I mean, it's not that noticeable. It's and they kind of play it throughout the episode, don't they? Like yeah, little, it's borderline soothing. Yeah, yeah, which is you almost don't even notice it right yeah, at the beginning of the show. Right. It just kind of jumps yeah. in. So uh, okay, so uniforms are off the table and theme song is off the table, which yeah. means everything else is on that table. Okay, time's up. Well, you ready? Where you want to start? I guess let's start with the host right at the beginning. Mike O'Malley um, versus Kirk Fogg. <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> I, I don't think it's as tough as maybe you think. 
uh, Michael I, Malley. Can, well, I guess well, it depends on what you're just, looking for in a host. <laughs> it does. But go ahead. Go are, ahead. You, are you allowing Michael Malley's former, uh, his other credits to influence this, or is this just... No, I'm, I Malley. tried to nail it down to just okay. what we're talking okay. about. Okay, all right. Um, all right. But uh, Michael no Malley... Yes, uh, yeah. No yes, I guess yes, dear's <laughs> off the table, so... Uh, he's a master commentator. I mean, he can make the most boring moment uh, fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just got the energy that I want yeah. in a fast-paced show like this. Uh, he's making me laugh. Hey, welcome back to Guts. It's the Mike and Mo Halftime Show. She's Mo. I'm Mike. You got it all. Okay. Any thoughts on uh, Kirk Fogg or... Um, I thought I'd let you kind of talk him up before I okay. Before so you brought him back down. down. So you uh, you're you're defending Mike now. I'll defend Kirk, yeah. and then we'll then we'll highlight yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. So things I think Kirk has going for him is one the get up. This guy has a great pair of cargo shorts, a denim shirt, a tool belt, which he uh, since revealed he kept chapstick and granola bar in. Uh, one thing I like about Kirk is he didn't try to steal the show. He was dignified, uh, and he often, you would often catch Kirk trying to help the kids, actually give them helpful advice as they were doing the challenges, uh, because the kids often appeared to really be struggling. Uh, just to jump in there, mm-hmm. I think Mike O'Malley also does that a lot. I mean, not help, maybe, but roots them on, no matter what's going on. He's... What can the kids hear? He's, he's pumped. Yeah, I'm not sure. Mike... <laughs> Michael Malley was pumped up, though, to the point uh, of maybe stealing the show, where I think Kirk uh, really lets let the kids if let the kids do their thing. Okay. Um, I would also note we didn't know this at the time, but uh, Kirk was suffering back spasms as he was filming Legends <laughs> of the Hidden Temple, so uh, he was actually experiencing physical pain uh, as he as he hosted the show. Um, so, yeah. I'll, I'll give him that. <laughs> That's okay. good. Um, so what are your problems with Kirk? Uh, he's just a little less energetic than Mike O'Malley. I guess uh, Mike O'Malley just carried guts. And I, I agree with some of the stuff you said about Kirk Fogg, but uh, without Mike O'Malley, there would be no show, probably. I mean, it just would not have worked. Okay. I, when I went back, I went back and watched some footage. All right. uh, yeah, I think I think he's too aggressive with the kids, and and I think his biggest flaw is his questioning skills. He would ask the most rambling, bumbling questions, which would put the kids in a tough spot mm-hmm. because it, we always laughed at the kids because they gave stupid answers. But part of the problem was Mike was framing the questions in a way that were unanswerable. <laughs> <laughs> Winner right here. Give me some skin on that one. Nice job on that one. How did it feel to be flying like that? Great. Beautiful thing? Yes. <laughs> you were going to say something. Go ahead. It just felt like flying. It's kind of hard to tell on that, though, because it's, it would probably be tough to be a kid in that position and say anything reasonable. Yeah. And I agree. The questions sometimes were ridiculous. How do you answer that? Uh, I'll give you that. Um, but Kirk Fogg didn't even really talk to them, did they? He did, did he? but gently. Maybe it's why. Or ask them about like one of their, uh, something about them or something. He, admittedly, it was briefer. His segments were a little more brief than um, Mike, but but he he would he would question them. It was just not as... Um, There's also more kids on 
Oh, yeah. Legends of the Hidden yeah. Temple. They didn't even like introduce people until after that first <laughs> you, cross you the river challenge. Yeah, you start with 12. <laughs> um, so there's not really time to get to know them I feel them like, all. if I remember, they would, before the question and answer round, he would talk to them yeah. before they came down the steps. Was that right? Or was it after they came down the steps? It was after. I think it was after the steps yeah. knowledge, yeah. And he only talked to the, the two winners that won on the. <laughs> physical challenge or whatever was up next for them right. which i think is a, another strength of legends but we can we can save that for a different category <laughs> um let me go ahead let me just conclude this by saying uh mike o'malley brought the intensity i mean uh but naturally guts was a more intensive uh, i know was a I more agree. intense show i agree he was totally right for the show yeah but that's him and do you think that's... kirk was right for legends Ooh, I think he was good. Um, you, you heard it here. You could stop there. <laughs> you heard it here. He was I, good. I have, a, I have a question for Andrew here. Okay. I mean, you've been focusing all of your attention on the host on just Mike O'Malley. Oh, we're get, we're going to do co-hosts. Right. Yeah. We're getting to co-hosts. Oh, yeah. I, just, I wanted to make better. sure. Like, <laughs> well, let's move. Let's you're not, just, not you're just leaving no, no, no. a big piece of the show yeah, out yeah. of there. All yeah. right. So you feel pretty good here yeah, about hosts? We made our cases. We made your cases. Okay. So think about it. Um, Time's up. Let's just move on to co-host. Yeah, yeah, co-host. Well, we've got Moira Mo Quirk from Legends. Uh, I mean, from uh, God. Let's go to Mo. Mo. Um, <laughs> uh, Mo, frankly, was completely necessary, I think, to the Guts dynamic. Um, she expertly uh, <laughs> kept it, Mike O'Malley like, at bay. Uh, Gave all the actual information on the show. Mike O'Malley's just kind of being, <laughs> just kind of goofing around. She's really the grounding force, and um, maybe equal to Mike O'Malley. I mean, in goodness, in what she, in her role on the show. And I feel like it doesn't go as appreciated either, because she's just, you know, she's like the straight person. Okay. Okay. So I have Olmec. Yeah. And let's stop joking around here. Olmec <laughs> is the ultimate co-host. He is a rock face who speaks. I mean, uh, the guy who voiced Olmec, his name is D. Bradley Baker, and uh, he actually was in the head. So he actually would work the lips. He, his hands would work the lips as he, he spoke. But Olmec was was excellent. Uh, he was sarcastic with the kid. His Everything was through his tone. So if a kid got a question wrong... You could tell through Olmec's tone his pure disappointment with the child. Okay, next question. Which of these body parts is named for Achilles, a hero of the... Silver snakes! The part at the bottom of your foot. That's not one of our three choices. And I, and I like that. I mean, here we have a sarcastic rock. He has a great catchphrase, let's rock. Um, <laughs> uh, Olmec is actually memorable. So here, here, I think this is the key to my argument. Olmec is a is incredibly memorable. I think what is memorable about Mo is more so Mike's catchphrase. Hmm. Uh, not That's... not Mo herself, who pretty much <clears throat> only reported times. That's an interesting point. However, uh, that might be a different case for a girl. I mean, what do you mean? If you were a, gr a young girl watching the show, you might have liked to have Mo there as like that argument doesn't work. What do you mean? I mean, what if you were a young rock? I mean, it's... <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There isn't a correlation with the... But the co-host... 
with all the co-host role isn't to like fill some gender well, in need. Par- in this case, it partly is. Just as a young kid, it's not a male, totally male-dominated show. Well, then I would say Olmec is gender-neutral. Boys okay, and girls okay. can enjoy. Uh, okay. I mean, I would argue with that. Uh, he, no, he's a male. But... I know he's a male, but he's a rock. <laughs> Has no like emotion. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think Moe's catchphrase was, on your mark, get set, go, which, to be fair, I think you're was underestimating, Mark catchphrase. I think you're underestimating how much she holds the show together with Mike O'Malley's wackiness going on. I, how just I essential she is to the whole formula. I definitely agree she kept Mike in check, which only speaks to how reckless Mike was. Uh, out of control at all times, that they actually needed the They're co-host per- the to rein him pair. in. They're the perfect pair, which I'm not sure I can say that about Kurt Fogg and Olmec. I could say it. Uh, <laughs> so, so major problems with Olmec, then. What's your, what are your major problems? Um, he says very little, really, when it comes down to it. He's got a few catchphrases. He gives the questions. The question round, of course, being, as a kid, the worst round <laughs> but honest. but um well you know can i play a couple clips here yeah. of uh, epic steps of knowledge sure. fails? let's hear next it. question which of these was the name of little john's fiance pierre trudeau green monkeys um Jean? i mean that uh, is yeah. not one of our three choices so i mean i <laughs> i appreciate those <laughs> yeah uh, i don't think that it st- <laughs> I don't think that it redeems that segment of the show. It's just a little too long and drawn. Well, maybe, uh, we're not getting into that. Maybe, well, hold on. Maybe yeah. that was a bad clip. Let me play another. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Next question. Which of these rivers formed the Grand Canyon? Mississippi. That is incorrect. The three. Silver snakes. The Amazon. That is incorrect. The correct answer was the Colorado River. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> See? It's a really funny. poor one. <laughs> Uh, very good. All right, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so you didn't like so you, so you didn't like the mental. This is I a mean, whole Olmec's, different thing, though. It's not about too pretty much two dimensional. I would say He's, he really <laughs> is a character. Mo is an actual living, breathing human being. Okay. She brings a little emotion to the show. Does mm-hmm. she? Eh, a little, a little, <laughs> a very little. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. That's what I gotta say. Okay. About Mo. So here, here are my here are my problems with Mo. I think she's pretty bland. I think the English accent, as a child, makes her seem interesting, but she's not. Uh, she's dressed wow. like a referee, but wow. she's actually not refereeing anything. She reports the times, which is not very exciting. If you go back and watch, she, yes, Mike rambles, and then she says, Oh, very good, Mike. Uh, here's the event. The event's over. She reads the times you're already reading off the screen. And she does not do much more than that. She is pretty much just a, a conveyor of wow. the information you already know. This is really <laughs> getting, being harsh on Mo. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a bit personal. Oh, this I mean, oh, oh, Brett, can a we talk? Then again, Andrew did just refer to Olmec as two-dimensional. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, was... I, I think that a lot of the things he just said about Mo could kind of be applied to Olmec. I mean, what is he really there for? To give the questions. Anybody could do that. There and... is no show without Olmec. He... Every every episode of Legends is a theme, and he is the He's one that tells the, he tells the story. He tells the legend. Yeah, he tells of, the legend. You're right. He, <laughs> the hidden Olmec really is the face of the show. If you look at the symbol, it's not Kirk Fogg's head popping up. It's Olmec's. If anything, he makes me think of like being in school and 
listening to somebody tell me some information. Yeah. Which is, like, I take it better now, but mm-hmm. as a kid, you know, it was a little bit of a turnoff. Uh, if I could just mention, uh, Mo did not actually really like being called Mo. She actually noted that Mike was one of the only people to ever call her Mo in her life. <laughs> So even a little, little even, bit of little uh, host animosity there. Huh? <laughs> even even the thing that like is memorable about Mo is Mike's trying a to make lie. it fun. <laughs> oh, a lie! Give me a break. <laughs> all right. Um, I mean, I don't think it's a close call at all. But oh, I think it's close. All right. I, I do. But, th- I do uh, think Mike. I do think Mike's catchphrase of screaming Mo is endlessly enjoyable. Which you failed to bring up during the host round, so sorry. But that's true. Um, I <laughs> I even tried to get you to mention it. And you declined. Yeah. Um, I I guess I was kind of just lumping it in with Mo herself. All right. Um, All right. So yeah, uh, uh, oversight. Okay. Good. So uh, we're gonna move on from co-host. Time's up. What do you want to do next? Let's. I guess we'll go on to challenges, cool. like the events. Yeah. Um. So the guts events were like mostly sports based. Um, there's a lot of them, a lot of different ones, which I think is one of their strengths. Um, I don't particularly remember a lot of the specific events, which is a downside. But um, you know, just wacky versions of sports. If you're if you were really into sports as a kid, that's pretty good I, they're all very this is, active this is neither this is neither an argument for yeah. or against guts but pretty much guts was a kid's version of american gladiator so yeah. if you were if you were into that type of thing which is easy to kind of just be amused by i i think that's the void uh, it filled for kids i'll also say what i really enjoyed about watching the kids do them is that a lot of the time the kids struggled so much with these <laughs> events that it was just uh, really entertaining that's the, true. The swimming pool ones. Where oh, yeah. All the, the lifeguard had to help them around <laughs> the that, buoys. Once I saw them in those tubes in the swimming pool, it's like, it's time to go <laughs> yeah, get a snack. Which, by the way, how did you not mention how Mo says buoy? Oh, oh buoy. Well, it's too late. Too late. Now. I already... <laughs> I mean, if you're bringing these argument. up, these all... I feel like this should all go into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Anything else for challenges? Um, that Those were my main thoughts. Anything with a bungee or water, I... Thought were the best ones, pretty much. Okay. You didn't like when they had to dive through a weird brick of <laughs> strings and crawl through it, and Michael Malley just yelling at them to get through it. Oh. What part of the show was that? It was like an obstacle course that went yeah. around the track, and they had to like crawl through, and it was just these strings coming from all different yeah, ways. I mean, but it wasn't like the final event. Usually, it was not not the final final uh, event. Uh, I mean, we all uh, like the. Other I don't. I don't want to say if that is because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I assume we'll that, that, that probably is a category <laughs> with that. But it was one of the final, like, qualifying challenges, I guess. Where, and then they had to hop on. Like, yeah, the I forgot about that. I actually, that was really good. Right, right yeah. across an earthquake road that didn't really look like a road at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Okay. All right. So challenges. Let me work through this here. Because of the random pairing of kids, you never know which team will win. It's more fun to bet on, I believe, legends because you start with six teams and you really have no idea where it's going to go. And I'll, I'll speak more to that in a second. Uh, the moat challenge, kind of comparable to Guts, where the kids are in the pool really struggling. This this determines the four teams that make it to the steps. 
Uh, I did read that the moat challenge actually took 20 to 30 minutes to complete, um, so they had to edit it down to about a minute. Um, the steps of knowledge added, which I appears you didn't like, but an element of brain rather than just brawn. Um, and it often provided for hilarious moments like this one here. While in Tahiti, did Gauguin live in Blue Barracudas? Incorrect. The natives of Tahiti are called Polynesians. Blue Barracudas. Polynesians. That is not one of our choices. Oh, that was good. <laughs> and uh, challenges were short enough that they weren't boring or predictable. Earning a pendant of life is way cooler than just earning points. Uh, you're actually fighting for uh, like an actual object rather than just throwing. Oh well, then. Um, <laughs> the problem with the pendant is, it like unless your teams won everything, mm -hmm. then you're left with almost a guaranteed loss in the final event. The pendants were just like there were so few of them, the pieces. Yeah, but that plays a part in the challenge of actually getting to the end. I know they're, that's they're something you gotta think about. They're valuable. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. But if you get to the end and you've got half a pendant, might as well give up right there. Alright. I did, I also I also said that I like that every episode had a different theme. Guts, you're getting the same show all the time. Well... I, Legends had a format, but at the very least the content, I mean, Legends required yeah, having a writer. Yeah, it had a different legend, <laughs> I guess, every time. Yeah. But they were all kind of... They were all within the Legends look, you know? they were. All, I feel like they were all catered yeah, to... Yeah, I read that they modeled the show after Indiana Jones, yeah. which is, yeah, real... Actually, the original idea for the show I read was A Haunted House, which I would have really been intrigued by. Yeah. The temple, kind of, you could see that, but... Um... Actually, there was something like that. Uh, not to get too far off topic, but uh, it's like the Crypt Keeper's something it was like on uh abc or something early mm. saturday mornings yeah only for like a really short time but it's oh. kind of like that concept okay. huh. all right well you're gonna come at legends yeah um the i think the challenges might have been just a little bit too hard while i like looking at well i like watching the difficulty that the kids have to a certain extent some of those Legends challenges were just impossible. Um, I don't know. It seemed like the kids were just But they failing. were short. They were short. So even if they were very difficult, you didn't have to watch them struggle for too but that's long. But an, that's another problem is all the kids don't get to take part in all the challenges. Oh, I think that's a strength. A strength? Yeah, because the show narrows as you go. I like mm. the fact that it's actually a competition. But these kids, like, it is a competition in guts. It's just the kids uh, never change. And if someone's bad, they're bad. The yeah, whole but they episode. get. Uh, but they have a chance on on the final <laughs> challenge. Yeah, and Maybe. particularly they earned hundred points every round. Okay, <laughs> all right, yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, uh, I will go. Keep, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. cut you off. Um, I don't know. I think they're good. They were just. Uh, I guess I really don't have that much more bad to say about them. Uh, all right, all right. My problems, my problems with guts. I, I said after about one or two events, you can pretty much tell who's going to pretty pretty much compete for the episode. Uh, who the leader is. Which it's not be, always true. Not always. I agree. It's De sometimes definitely that's not. True. Definitely not. But it's harder in Legends right off the bat. I read that actually the kids were paired randomly immediately. Mm. Like they would meet each other backstage and they'd be like, okay, you two together, you two together. <laughs> and they'd give them like two minutes to meet each other. But 
I think that also played out in the show that these kids weren't really comfortable with each other and you're competing with a stranger a little bit. Uh, I, I did read that kids complained of getting picked on in school because of losing guts, particularly to girls, nothing against <laughs> girls, but, you know, caused a hard time for some kids in school. Another um, reason why guts is good, though, because the girls actually stood a chance at competing. Well, they did in Legends, too. They got to the temple. Yeah, I guess they did. Okay. Uh, Bungie... Right. Bu- <laughs> Scratch that one out. <laughs> Uh, the bungee uh, guts really relied on a lot of events relied on the bungee cord, which often either malfunctioned or t- took the kids so long to figure which out that great. they had no chance <laughs> in the competition. Uh, so bungee cords were a real issue in the challenges. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, because of the point system, it was possible in guts to pretty much be out of contention by the second or third event. Yeah, um, I, I I feel you. okay. You good, That's Brett? pretty much all I get to say about it. Yeah. Time's up. Okay, so we're going to move on to the end challenge. Uh, what did you have for the end challenge? So, as we all know, first you have the aggro crag. Then it's the mega crag. <laughs> and then you have the super aggro crag. Three levels of difficulty on guts. I mean, it's hard to... Uh, it's really hard to compete with this. Um... The actuators. Yeah. It's just these kids have more problem finding these actuators than anything. Which is a flaw. Which is great. Which is great. I mean, I mean so, again, they had nuclear crystals falling on them. So I mean, can we really blame them? They always seem flying to crystals. Um, I loved it. It seemed like the kids had such a hard time, but really enjoyed themselves doing it too. Um, in uh, the Clickstein book. Clickstein. Is, Clickstein. is this going to be a Clickstein fact? Yeah, this is a Clickstein fact. Clickstein One of the kids just mentioned how um, they couldn't see, like, anything yeah. between the strobe lights and the crystals <laughs> coming in their face and water and stuff. Um, it was just an intense few minutes. You never knew who was going to win, and it could turn the tide of the whole show. I mean, there were people that upset the whole situation. And I really loved when somebody would miss an actuator and you wouldn't find out until the very end. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Yeah, that was, so, that was pretty good. Okay. So, in my case, I have the temple. Um, let me hit you with some cold hard facts here, Andrew. It's the whole reason for watching the show, to, to watch that temple run at the end. Um, and you never watch the same temple run twice. So when you watch the aggro crag, it's always pretty... It's the same event, where in the temple you have 12 different... Well, well, well go ahead. It's the same event except for the three different versions of the crag throughout the series. But that's that that was a variation as the series went on. Yeah, yeah. The temple, right from the start... So there's 12 rooms in the temple, and uh, in total there was 45 possible rooms that they would switch from episode to episode. So you never know what uh, rooms you would see, whether it was the... The Shrine of the Silver Monkey, or the Throne Room, or the Observatory. There's so many great, memorable rooms. Uh, (laughs) So you never knew which temple run you were going to see. But this one I think is big. I like this. On Guts, 100% of the time someone won. Feeding into that whole generational, everybody's a winner. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everybody's got to go home with a a medal around their neck. Where in the temple, and this is statistically a fact, only 30 out of the 120 (laughs) contestants ever beat the temple. 25%. Meaning you had a 1 in 4 chance of beating the temple. Which means if you were watching an episode where they beat the temple, you actually... 
there was a feeling of satisfaction for those kids that they actually made it through. Um, the temple, meaning though, yeah, that three quarters of the episode you get a disappointing nobody wins ending. But, yeah, it sounds like life. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little too serious for Legends. Yeah, well, uh, well, but Legends wasn't afraid to go there. They had the scary temple guards. I'm horrifying. Uh, yeah, right. Temple guards. I, you'd actually feel bad for the kids when that temple guard came out. You're, you're, you're just feeling. I do not envy that kid whatsoever. Uh, on, I found a fact online that said 15% of contestants cried when being scared by the Temple Guards. <laughs> I also found out that the writers on the show got to play the Temple Guards, which is awesome. Um, you would... Uh, it actually seemed fun going from room to room. Um, every room having its own unique challenge. I mean, the Shrine of the Silver Monkey is so iconic for being... If you could get past that, you were a legend. I, even to this... There's the, the unnecessarily difficult... <laughs> Uh, Shrine of the Silver Monkey. I don't know how people couldn't put together a three-piece monkey. I just wanted to interject that while we were on the topic. Kirk, Kirk has talked about a little bit why he thinks it was so difficult. Um, everybody asks what was the hardest room, and I think probably for everybody it was the Shrine of the Silver Monkey. These three things look similar together because they're kind of all silver, so you have to kind of stack them on. Turn it around! No, turn the head around! I was actually an expert. I, I don't it was really frustrating to watch, but also really enjoyable at the same time, because if someone got it, you're like, thank you. Um, so I just think the temple was more diverse than the aggro crag. I think there was more options. I think there was challenges. And I again, I think it's actually more gratifying to know that they could win or they couldn't. I'll give you the creativity, mostly. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. for me, the main point, the different rooms. But there's a fatal flaw in the temple. And that's when you find out where the th artifact is that they have to find at the end. Mm -hmm. You pretty much automatically know whether they stand any chance or whether it's they're definitely going to lose. I mean, I don't think I ever... I I'm not sure if there was an episode where somebody got to the very end of all the rooms and then all the way back. That's well, virtually I remember impossible. A I remember. A I don't mean. I don't mean just win because sometimes you know if you paid attention. Like, no, I know. Okay, but I, rem I remember a few where like the clock just ran out, just as they were getting yeah, out of yeah. the temple and they didn't quite make it. Um. Yeah. Close. I mean. I just mean like. Uh, you know, they would put the uh, artifact in a different spot yeah. inside the temple. So right. sometimes it was like only a few rooms in. Yeah. And sometimes it was all the way at the end, so they had Didn't to get you, through so the you'd entire rather thing. Be predictable. Or? I feel like they just kind of, they told you like what room it was going to be at the beginning of the event, whatever. Um, and then sometimes they would sh like they would walk you through the temple, and sometimes the artifact wouldn't be until all the way at the end. You stood yeah. no chance. So right off the bat, you know the kids can't make it. So it's kind of just frustrating. I have a fact to share about that, but okay. I'd like to share it once the round's over. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll share it now, because uh, I feel the temple is that far superior. Um, the show has admitted that they had such a tight, strict... They had such a strict budget that they made te some temple runs accomplishable and some temple runs uh, purposely <laughs> nearly impossible. And including the temple guards, like, like they would look at their budget and say, the kids can't win this episode, go get them. Um, the fix is in. I actually uh, kind of appreciate that. Yeah. 
I mean, it's, that just it, irritates it, me. As one of the, you it's know, a blue the kids show. no chance. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to take that into account, but like personally, I, I appreciate them. <laughs> just setting them up for failure. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Do you think they um, told him afterwards? Like, hey, no, no way, no. no way. I mean, every. Well, I'll wait for prizes. Just, we'll, we'll talk because maybe some really mean crew member who just wanted to dash his kids' <laughs> dreams. Um, it was impossible to win, anyways. So, do you so like any, any other big problems with the temple you wanted to mention? No, I think we pretty much nailed it. Okay, so for the aggro crag, like I said, a hundred percent of the contestants win. Uh, many contestants after the show complained that it was not a fun experience. That they really had trouble seeing where they're going. And I, I think it translates to television. I think in your head, it's kind of it's great, kind of like partly. Nick Arcade, where you really wanted to be in that video game because it would be so fun. But I think the reality of the situation was it was not fun, and <laughs> uh, I. So I think it was more fun to think about than it was, even actually maybe to watch. I mean, I don't it, know. It w- they seemed like they were having a good time. It was pretty frantic, which is kind of the pace you want on that yeah, show. Yeah, I liked it's, it. I get it, uh, but it's it's always the same. You hit the actuator. The only real, cl- the only thing climactic about it is: did you miss an actuator, or is it like a close call at the buzzer? Besides that, it's it's the same. You got Michael Mann. Uh, what? It's good. Uh, the rocks <laughs> falling before I forget. Uh, the foam rocks falling on you. That was a good yeah trap. Way to ruin it. I always thought that those were. Uh... <laughs> Real, real rocks. rocks. Real lava rocks. Many, lo- many lives lost. Uh, I'll say Michael Malley was better at commentating on the Agro Craig than Kurt Fogg was at uh, Temp- but an, Legends. But another difference, I think, was Mike... I mean, they're different situations. So, like, Mike would commentate what was happening on the Craig, uh, and Kirk was, as I said, he would often coach the kid... No, no, no! Climb the ladder up to the room. Oh, you already tried that room. Up, try going up. Yeah, up. So he, I'm not sure if they he, coach... could they hear that. Yeah, yeah. You sure? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was mic'd. Huh. Um, so he was. He said the kids would struggle so much that he felt uh, like he yeah. had to coach them th- like through yeah. the temple. And it's, I mean, you think about it. It's an 11 year old going through this massive temple with the threat of a <laughs> temple guard about to pop out. It, Kirk has to be there for that. Okay. And so I. That's not like a pro or a con. It's just to say they. I think they had different yeah. roles for the end challenge. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Time's right, up. So that's unchallenged. Right. Um. So let's move on to prizes. Yes. Um, I'm eager to. I think this is where guts really takes it home. I mean, you get Be- because at, they okay. at the very least you get a medal. So you get something... At the very least. At, but you get something uh, unique to being on that show. Uh-huh. So that's great. Yeah. And then maybe you got a piece of the Agra Craig. That seems to be up for debate. One in three chance. I mean... Even like, if you got it. I mean, it... Oh, well. Like, I mean, it just... You didn't always go home with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you got that, there's no question about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the ultimate prize. Um, but uh, I just really like the uniqueness of the prizes. I mean, that, that's what really set it apart, I think. The metal and the crag. Yeah. Okay. See, I think this is a major... Glowing piece of the... Which one? The, which of the rock. As you... Uh, I believe that was the catchphrase. Okay. So, <laughs> so, I do think it's worth pointing out that the prize never changes on Guts. You either get a medal, yeah. or you get a medal, and if you're lucky enough, you go home with... Well, they, they said no kid ever went home with the piece of the aggro crag, but it could be, like, shipped to them. 
Oh, I, I saw a uh, somebody had put one on eBay. I mean, it's I don't know if it was for sure real. How much was it going for? It it sold supposedly for fifteen hundred dollars. Oh my <laughs> god! Okay, was it still? And they said it was like I, I thought it. They didn't... said it's like a lamp. Like there's a pull string on it. Oh, you pull it and it glows. That doesn't seem real. Okay. That was the most nuclear crystal inside of it. It's like the eternal flame; it just never goes out. Um, for for legends, as I mentioned earlier, uh, it's a show with a limited budget, but even still, they did a very nice job. So prizes kind of it worked kind of like Double Dare, where like the further you get in the challenge, the more you could win. Um, one thing players are guaranteed is a pair of sneakers. Um, but then you have you you have different prizes depending on the show. So some things I noted is uh, a trip for two to Ver- <laughs> a trip to for two to Vermont. Whoa, that memory nice. is for life. <laughs> Nestle Quick, a Nickelodeon classic. Uh, a trip to Bush Gardens, which was about twenty minutes from Orlando. <laughs> uh, a bike, a CD player, uh, an or an electronic organizer, um, space camp. And so I think Legends had that uh, had that more classic game show feel. Yeah. I think it really depends. I think the Agro Crag is cool, but there isn't a lot of variation in what is possible to be won on guts. Uh, that's true, but I I, don't, I doubt many of the prizes won on uh, on Legends still exist. I mean, not that it would matter the, because they're so generic anyway. Those memories but, to Vermont, uh, you can't erase those. <laughs> <laughs> I think Guts pretty clearly takes this one. <laughs> I mean, it is two very different ways of winning. Yeah. yeah. If you win Guts, you get customized Guts stuff. Yeah. If you win Legends, you can get more stuff. It's just it's not just, unique to Legends. Yeah, and arguably not quite as good. But every kid wanted that Nestle quick. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move All on right. from prizes. Is there, so this um, would be the time, just anything else? Yeah, this is just a couple other things. Uh, global Guts was one of the other things, just that it got global. And <laughs> <laughs> that it, uh, in a way, kind of attempted to expose kids to people from all different parts of the world. Yeah, I thought that was good. Okay. Um, I mean, and, it, seemed, it seems like they kind of had to brag about it a little bit. <laughs> Legends probably did it. You just didn't know the kid was I from. I doubt it. They were probably from the United States. I mean, they, you know, they... you don't know that. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and the other thing is just the kids having nicknames was great. Uh, in uh, spite of them being made up, I think. Yeah, they're, a lot they're of the made up. Yep. Well, if they had one, they might have gone with it. They like... said they said most of the kids they had to just yeah. make something up. But those were great. Uh, Nails was my favorite nickname. Nails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just that's a weird one. one. What would have been your guts nickname, uh, Brett? Oh, you're included. Oh boy, Andrew the Annihilator. Ooh, that's With a good the... one, Andrew the Annihilator. Yeah. <laughs> Alliteration. Or... Uh, I mean, I was gonna go with what people called me when I was growing up, which was Pudge. <laughs> Ooh, Brett, Brett the Pudge. Pretty cool. I don't uh, know why it wasn't really big as a kid. <laughs> That happened later in life, but whatever. Uh, I'd probably, yeah, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Scoops. 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 <laughs> uh, are, you a, are you a 1920s reporter? <laughs> Listen, I think Mike what's would appreciate the, what's it. What's the thought process behind that? Oh, Michael Miley would love calling someone Scoops. <laughs> uh, 
that's in, that's in reference to my legendary softball skills at third base. Mm, nice. Uh, okay, anything else? Um, no, that was pretty much it for me. All right. I just, I wanted to see what the public thought, so I went online where all people go to find out what the public thinks, and I found this. IMDB rating. Legends, 8.4. Guts, a measly 7.6. Wow. Bigger uh, gap than I <laughs> anticipated. TV.com, which I didn't know was a, uh, rated things before I looked this up. <laughs> TV.com said Legends 8.8. .8, a little closer, TV.com said Guts 8.3. And it's hmm. also worth noting that Guts won... I'm sorry, Legends won the now defunct Cable Ace Award for Best Game Show. Hmm. So it is an award-winning show. And it's worth <laughs> noting... It's worth <laughs> noting that Legends was relaunched this last year what? by Nickelodeon. Yeah, they made a movie. Oh, uh, and it came for out? Nick for Nickelodeon. It was a for made-for-TV movie. Oh, yeah, it's out. So they they made a movie out of it. Olmec's in it. Kirk Fogg's in it briefly at the start. And how is it? Um, It's okay. I mean, it's, it's made for... It's not made for us. <laughs> so I lost interest rather quickly, but... It, it definitely plays on the premise of these kids are going to a temple and mm. there's all these different rooms. Oh, so it's a totally fictional thing. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. It's a movie yeah. Yeah, with fictional characters except for old Mac and Kirk. Hmm. Um, so, well, there you go. So that concludes our first verses. So now it's up to Brett uh, considering the following: host, co-host, challenges, and challenge prizes. So, Brett. The choices are yours and yours alone. So, I don't have to take in the final arguments at all? Yeah, no, you can oh, consider yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because sure. taking in the final arguments <laughs> based on a purely head to head, it's a tie. Wow. Um, for hosts, <laughs> I gave that one to Andrew and Michael Manley. Okay. Right. Um, I, I, I can respect I that, like for sure. He, he really was the show, he was. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was fun watching the kids mess up on the bungee cords and whatever, but I mean, no one enjoyed that more than Mike O'Malley. Really. He, he conveyed that pleasure to everyone else. Can I just say something? You've made your decision? Yes. Okay. Because, yeah, Mike, uh, I did note that I liked Kirk's outfit, but I really liked that Mike went raggedy. He usually yeah. was yeah. just wearing some like t-shirt that looked like he just pulled out of a drawer. Probably like, did. Like a triple oversized t-shirt. I mean, for being honest, he probably just stumbled in. <laughs> a late night, yes. Yeah. It's my 10th episode today. <laughs> uh, for co-host, I gave this one to Joey for Olmec. Mm. Um, I liked your argument that Mo was pretty bland and boring and basically was just there to tell you what you already knew. Mm-hmm. And Olmec was, of course, the show. The yeah. informer. Yeah. Um, challenges went to Andrew. Um, Perfect. <laughs> uh, the challenges on Guts were way more fun. Um, uh, no, I agree. I, I, they, I uh, <laughs> the whole show is about the challenges. Right, so, I mean, yeah. Um, some of the challenges on Legend of the Hidden Temple were kind of a dud. Yeah. And, I mean, although I personally like... enjoyed the steps of knowledge, yeah. they were pretty boring. It always seemed like they were just, for the challenges, it always seemed like they were just climbing some wall, trying to get, like, something at the top and bring it back down. Yeah. There yeah. wasn't there wasn't a lot of good variety. I, I do kind of like the bungee on uh, Legends as well, 
like when the yeah. kids would be <laughs> have to like work against the bungee oh, cord. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. It kind of, yeah, it makes more sense than how guts use it a lot of time, which is like jump off something something and hope you bounce high enough to Pray shoot that a basketball. You get to that hoop. Yeah. 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 And then you actually have to make the ball yeah. instead of just throwing it off the rim. Well, I gotta jump back up that wall again. Hope you make it back up. <laughs> Uh, the end challenge, uh, I initially went into this being a big fan of the aggro crag. Big fan. Uh, I've often said that if I win the lottery, I will have an aggro <laughs> crag in my backyard. However, Joey's arguments yes. brought home the victory for that one. Uh, I did not know that there was 42 different rooms. Wow. Or how many rooms did you say? I think it's 45. 45. Oh, man. In the 40s. It's <laughs> a lot of rooms. Yeah. So, uh, so they they'd switch out. They'd yeah. switch out uh-huh. um, even though I still think that the Silver Monkey Challenge was far easier <laughs> than any young child ever made it seem. It seems like a lot of the times the kids just didn't know what to do in the rooms. Like, you'd have to sometimes put your whole body into something. They didn't really, like... Putting your body in the thing, by the way, is why would they make a kid do that when there might be an adult behind them? Yeah, grab them? That's about the scariest thing ever. The goal of each room is sometimes very blurry. Yeah. And you sympathize with the kid. Yeah. Because you also feel as if... If I was there, I'd have no idea what... You're watching it, and you don't know what they're supposed to do. All right. Um, so end challenge went to Joey. So red tie. Prizes. Got to go with Andrew on this one. I mean, yeah. you get a unique yeah. prize to the yeah. game, yeah. Uh, whether it be a medal or a piece of the aggro crag, an actual piece of the uh, aggro crag. Rather than getting sent to uh, Florida, <laughs> I mean, the trip to two for Vermont. I mean, who are you bringing? You're a kid. <laughs> you gotta pick uh, one. Parent. You gotta pick your one parent. <laughs> Yeah, your favorite parent. You got a, a memory for life. No, it 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 definitely. It's just so, two different worlds. Um, two different worlds. Yeah, I mean, but come I on, that agro crag. You're telling me a piece. You had a, a huge piece of the glowing agro crag. It would be really were, cool to have. If you were a kid who won a prize on the yeah. on guts, it's and now you're in your 30s and yeah. you still have that. That's cool. It's the thing you if talk you, about anytime you're at something where it's like, tell me an interesting fact about right. you. It's you have a go-to for the rest of your life. But, like, if you won some Nesquik, like, great, we can go to the store and get that, too. <laughs> but... <laughs> but a pair of sneakers, too, don't forget that. Right, no. This probably also like go your... to the store for those, though. <laughs> yeah. um, and so the reason that it became a tie is because of the final arguments and the facts that Joey gave in regards hmm. to the shows. The, the, the public, like... The public it. opinion did sway the argument. But I think the winner, ultimately, is Guts. Oh, man. There you have it. They had it. Uh. Legends of the Hidden Temple did not. All right. Well, it was a good fight. It was. We poured our hearts out. And I think it was, it was couldn't have gotten more even, really. And personally, yeah. I liked Guts more. I liked the uh, Global Guts brand where you... Yeah. Did get to actually see other countries as a kid. Yeah, that was cool. Especially when we were growing up, there was no internet to really know. Yeah, anything was that was going totally on out there. So yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about what we're doing next week? Yeah, next week we're going to talk about um, one episode of a show. Uh, maybe it'll be one that we love or one that we really <laughs> don't like, um, and just 
discuss that. Uh, I think we're going to start with Salute Your Shorts. Yes. So, that'll be fun. Cool. Brett, any parting words? No. Perfect. Uh, okay, well, thanks for joining us. If you want to get in touch with us, we are on Twitter at BOC Podcasts. Uh, we'd love to hear if there's anything you guys want us to talk about, whether it's list, whether it's verses, or an episode of a show, or whether you just want to tell us we're wrong about something that's also fun. Uh, we, you can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. We are on Podbean, and we are also on iTunes. And, again, it's very helpful if you leave nice reviews on iTunes. Uh, or it's actually more helpful if you just tell a friend about uh, the show and tell them to listen <laughs> to it. Um, so uh, uh, reach out to us, and we look forward to hearing from you guys. And we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, see you then.